Hey, everybody, April here. Uh, I'm just recording this intro really quickly because Millie and I have both been out of town for like months at a time. So we're going to drop this app on you that we actually recorded back in 2013. Uh, it was a one off that we did and we put it on our Tumblr and then I took it down because I didn't I couldn't host it any longer or something. It was just a one off uh, episode that we called Garth Brooks Party Cowboy, as you will hear. Again, this is re- was recorded in 2013. Um, it's just us talking about Garth Brooks because it's one of our favorite pastimes. So this is going to be the ep for this week um, or this bi week. And we are going to record. I'm home for a couple of days right now from England. Uh, I was there for almost a month, and then now I'm home for a couple of days, and I'm about to leave to go on my tour. So we're going to try to get some Patreon apps done in the next couple of days while I'm packing and doing laundry. But yeah, enjoy this Garth Brooks app. Uh, as always, our po- our podcast, our website is sortedpodcast.com. Our email address is aprilandmillie at gmail.com. My tour dates are always at aprilrichardson.com, and I'm doing stand-up, but on all these dates but the one date in atlanta on july 23rd i believe we're doing a live sorted details uh at the highland ballroom in atl um but yeah so uh enjoy and we'll see you soon with new apps Okay, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is a special one-off episode of a of a podcast that I've been wanting to do. And now that Millie is in town, my best friend Millie and I say hi, Millie, first of all. Hi, everyone. Okay, this is going to be hard to intro, but basically, we've been friends since we were 14 or 15, like freshman, sophomore year of high school, and we have spent a lot of that time talking about Garth Brooks. (laughs) (laughs) That is a true statement. So I want to welcome you guys to this one-off podcast event called Party Cowboy. (laughs) I can't even party cowboy um a look at the life and times of Garth Brooks <laughs> now here's let me go ahead this is not a jo- as much as we're already laughing like this isn't a joke we both grew up in Georgia okay I genuinely like Garth Brooks there is zero irony in that statement yeah that's something that we should probably explain and I feel like People who are from the South have a sort of like a base knowledge of country music. Like, I even think so if too. it's not your thing, even if like you're totally not into it, just from the de facto fault that you like live in the South, yes. it's just you, you just know, hear it. You just know it. And I'm not saying that you know it a lot, but you know of it. Right. Just from living in the South. Right. So, but you, you actually liked him for real and i sort of did too and it's hard to describe because you know because people think why would you like that well yeah especially growing up okay i would also say too that we both come from like punk rock backgrounds right like in high school we both did zines you know we both 
like we were into that stuff i mean i you know punk rock slash alternative i guess because it was in like 120 minutes times so that is another reason why i guess people would think maybe we were being ironic or especially me that like i was being ironic but i wasn't like i i saw garth brooks live twice and genuinely was into it and like genuinely thought it was awesome but you i will say this too in our defense okay uh, i want to uh, let me interrupt again let me do sort of a proper intro because my original this is the title that i want this to have it, it that i texted you party cowboy colon a closer look at the life of garth brooks and then in parentheses based on zero research and only on the opinions of two women <laughs> So that is the full title of this because we're not this is all based on opinion no research is involved it's just we just really want to discuss this guy and we yeah. like it okay this is yeah that's the disclaimer please don't sue us garth brooks yeah we just this is completely just uh conversational just, but we have talked a lot about you and like really like trying to figure you out okay right. and that's what i'm that's what i want to get back to okay is that in our defense and i will i will say this from people who live in the south and i have a lot of friends who are or from who still live in Atlanta or who are from the South who totally agree with me with this. Okay. Even if you, there was always a period in middle, and it's usually in middle school, yeah. where you were like in the country. Sure. If you, liked, if you lived in the South, there was maybe a time in sixth grade when you listened to country music with your friends. And yeah. Some, like maybe, and especially when we grew up and it was like the late 80s, early 90s when like yeah. country started kind of getting popular. So like, you know, Brooks and Dunn were really popular right. like you know or they were po- kind of moving into like a pop music landscape so it was like right. Alabama and like and plus our parents you know whoever's parents oh, were that was, yeah. your mom was like a huge my, country my fan. parents are total rednecks and they are they grew up they're totally into country music absolutely yeah. super into it yeah. so I heard it because of that and I think that yeah in middle school I was already again getting into punk rock and stuff like that but Garth Brooks was like this common ground that I could have. Like, there was some country music my parents listened to where I was like, this is terrible. No way are we listening. This is terrible right. on like road trips or something. And Garth Brooks was like some common ground. Absolutely. And here's here's and here's what proves my point even further. My parents were totally not into country music. They were like then they, they weren't even really in a music period. Right. And I still to this day know pretty much every word from the brand new man album by Brooks and Dunn. Like I know uh, no shit and, and it's totally inexplicable and it's kind of like my party trick at this point. Right. But like I know every word of Boost Your Boogie. Of every course. fucking word of that song. And it's and like I said, I wasn't raised on country music. I was raised in the South. Right. But it's just in middle school is what happened. You just kinda got into like country music because all of your friends are from the South and that's just what happened. Right. So that's what explains how we know anything about Garth Brooks at all totally and absolutely but also for me he almost was like the rockier end of country so i think that was like another reason i felt because remember he covered he covered a billy joel song yeah he covered um shameless yeah but he also covered um you may be right yes he yeah he totally covered that too and like i not that i was particularly into billy joel but to me that was a sort of like okay well this guy get it was a little bit of a this guy gets it Uh he's not like total redneck guy yeah like you could tell he kind of had like he had a kind of a rock background and so that's broad yeah. that's why and this we'll get more into this and we'll definitely get into fucking chris Gaines as much as i want to act like that never happened right. we'll get into it let's get into it man but i remember when i was you know i'm that age i'm doing zines again i'm just getting into like punk and stuff but yet somehow still like garth brooks because i remember reading an interview with him 
where he was talking about how how into kiss he was growing up and again i'm not into kiss or whatever but i just remember that interview i remember the interviewer being almost scandalized because it was in some public it was some like country thing so i remember the interviewer being like oh my god you were into kiss like oh you know because for a country singer a contemporary country singer to say that I mean, that was so crazy. To, that was so, that was like being like, oh, I used to worship the devil or something to to a country interviewer. Do you yeah, know what I'm saying? Sure. In that context, in that context to me, that was like punk as fuck to say that. That sounds ridiculous, but I remember reading it going like, I can't believe this guy in this fucking cowboy hat and shirt with flames on it is saying like, oh, I was super into Kiss growing up. Yeah, he was definitely like, because Kiss Boys is like a for- band my mom would have been like scared of. Right. But this guy my mom is into is going, yeah, guys, I was super into Kiss. Right. Well, you know that he had he was kind of uh, having that crossover potential or whatever because, right. yeah, he was, you know, it's like with every artist, it's like, you know, this like rap guy's like, oh, I really like, you know, this band. I really love The Who or whatever. You know, you can just tell, okay, well, the influences are like huge. But like, right. so the thing I think it's interesting is that I, I never saw him live I never, it's rad, by the way. Yeah, it's rad. According to you, it's rad. He is good at what he does. He is a performer. He's a showman. He's an entertainer. And that's why he crossed. When I went to see him, I'm like, look, I know people are probably going to goof on me at school or whatever, but like, it was good. Yeah. I mean, I. He's a powerhouse. He, he on wires. He's oh, he yeah, was flying he like through the crowd. Flew over the crowd. He had the Burger King microphone. He's like, running around the stage. He's a wild man. He's a wild man. He, that's why he's a party cowboy. That's where that came from. Okay, but see, here's here's where you and I part ways. Here's where the road splits because, okay, I okay. I my parents were never into him, but I was into him kind of by default. Like so, I owned. Um, no fences. No fences. On cassette. But I also... Rope in the Wind is my favorite. Yeah. Rope in the Wind is his, like, absolute... That's the classic. That's his... his yeah. You know, maybe that's his Eagle's Greatest Hits. No. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's his rumors. Like, yeah, so totally. Rope in the Wind is probably that. That, because that had um, the Thunder Rolls on it. No, that's No Fences. Oh, that, no, no, no. Rope in the... No, Thunder Rolls... We gotta Rolls. look... Let me go get it. It's on my shelf right oh now. Oh, my God. Right now in 2013. I'm walking over to my CD shelf. No, but uh, Rope in the Wind had... Um, was that the first one? That had Shameless. That had Rodeo. That had... Um, no, no I love that you are go- you literally no, going self-titled. To your- I, I'm looking at my CD shelf. No, his self-titled is the first one. Rope in the Wind's got Against the Grain, Rodeo, What She's Doing Now. Burning Bridges. Papa Love Mama was a jam of mine, too. Shameless. Oh, and The River. That you had to, the, river. the River. That's okay. what you had to sing in chorus. I, I had to, We sang you The River in chorus for a recital. I will sail my vessel to the river runs dry. Right. That's like, like a deep. bird upon the wind. The waters are my sky. Yeah, it's a, it's, that's his deep cut. That's, his that's deep when jam. you know that you've made an influence. <laughs> you've got kids singing your jams in a recital. Yeah, totally. Okay, so... What is the one with Thunder Rolls and all that? That's that's no offense. Okay, so maybe both those albums are are his great Eagles greatest hits. Then yeah, yeah. So those are the two really that kind of got him started. But they used to play the Thunder Rolls video on MTV. Yeah. So that in and of itself is pretty amazing. That's cred right there. That's like rock cred, right? And that's what ultimately makes people like me who like maybe weren't country music aficionados or whatever. That's what kind of made 
made it relevant for me. But then the big thing was that the Thunder Rolls video was like crazy. Oh yeah, high drama. He's playing multiple parts. Multiple in it. parts. It's like a a be- There's like a, a slapping of women. There's like yeah. a rape, maybe or something like that. It's all about maybe. cheating. But it was very like cinematic, and you know. And he's wearing, you know, he's maybe, got a painted on beard. He looks like that thing, that toy you could buy where you put the magnetic shavings on the face. <laughs> <laughs> that's what. That's yeah. what his beard it was, looks it was like. like. A col- it was like a color me bad beard. It, it was, was just like, like Eddie Rabbit. Remember, yeah. I, lo- I love a reading. Okay, that's how you know how fucking deep this is because yeah, you we made, made an eddie, eddie rabbit. rabbit joke about garth brooks yeah that's so there from you go. the south we are that's from definitely the, from the south you're from the south right so but i'm telling you right now where we part ways is that i i consider garth brooks and this is just sort of and again i didn't go as deep as you did i didn't see him in concert or whatever yeah. but I didn't read said article about him being. I read kiss. multiple interviews. I believe. Him. I believe that though. I believe that. I I see Garth Brooks as somebody who's sort of like. I, this is what I said to you earlier, but this sounds ridiculous. But he, to me, I feel like he's like a Jim Steinman or like an Andrew Lloyd Webber type. Okay, but why do you think this? Because he created Chris Gaines, but also just because he has like. He seems like he's like real, like he's all about high production value. You know what I mean? Right. Like his his concerts are like super crazy. He is a party cowboy on a wire, and he's totally like flying through the air. So there's <laughs> that whole element to it. But then the videos, he's like in the camera, like overacting. I mean, he he has an Eddie Rabbit look, and then like he's like singing in the rain as it's raining on his band like he like lifts his head up above his cowboy like and the thunder rolls right you know like he's definitely like this is no sorry interrupt i'm no, sorry no. sorry so he's basically like the country music version of like andrew Lloyd Webber, like where he's just like he's a genius and he's writing things in this grand scale but they just happen to be about country shit i okay you know I, mean? I won't disagree with you okay well here's what we need to move into because we're kind of going to go chronologically ending with the recent lawsuit. Right. So we do need to move into Chris Gaines. Here's what I want everyone to know, and I could not be more clear about. I fucking hate Chris Gaines and wish it never happened. I don't want you guys to think that I'm like an apologist. I kind of love that it happened. But anyway, for re- Me too, but for Ironic. reasons. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, I like Garth Brooks. I've seen him live. Genuinely like him. Have a CDs. D- I'm not on board with Chris Gaines. When the Chris Gaines thing happened, I was like... I wish it wasn't him. I was embarrassed for him. It was the creepiest thing that ever happened. It was the creepiest thing of all time. Yeah. We got really obsessed with it because, of course, it's, cra- it's like crazy. But then, remember, we found like the Wikipedia for it, and it was so super detailed. Like The backstory and everything was insane. And I think you're right. Your, your hypothesis about him being like this high drama, like Jim Steinman, Andrew Lord, everything is kind of right because he had to create this whole other character. Like... I feel like he was even like, okay, I do country. I'm a Southern dude. I do country music, whatever. But there's so much more to me than that, that I have to create a fake guy to like get out this other side of me. Because he was like, if I put out these, you know, he tried to be like a, a white, sexy soul guy. So, I'm, I, you know, I think he was like, if I try to put out these songs under Garth Brooks, sexy soul my guy. fans are going to be like, what the hell is this? So I got to create like a whole nother character to get this other creative side of me out. Right. Which is, te- it was terrible. And when we were reading, we got like so creeped out because remember we're reading the Wikipedia and it was like the fate, it was the level of detail was psychotic. Yeah. And that to me, 
Okay. Like the fake backstory about this fake guy was so detailed. Right. So And how he like used to swim in the Olympics and stuff, remember? Yeah. If you're listening right now, go to www.wikipedia.com and read. Just read the entry. And like I said, I don't know if it's still the, if it's been vandalized cuz it is really it's strange. It's super detailed. Like and that to me I'm sort of wondering, okay. So you you say he's a genius. I and I know and I know that to be true. I mean, he is a, he is really smart. We'll get have, that we'll get to that we'll with get the to that in a second. stuff, but yes. But he, I don't know if it's the kind of thing where he just kind of like went off like went off the rails in this weird way like so he was like A he thought that he needed to be another person, a fake person in order to make like a slightly different song than he was made. Okay, cuz here I think the, they were totally they were like Robin Thicke, yeah, early Robin Thicke. They were jams. they were different, but the only the only one I heard was that he did a cover of like the Young Bloods get together, you know that song. Come on, people now. Oh, smile. I never heard yeah, that. There's a video where I think he covered that, and it's it's not it's definitely more soul based, but it's not like a complete 180 from what he was doing, right? Before. And he and then you know he it was basically like the look was completely different. He was like you know had that like he had his hair in his face. He, he was that, barefoot. Like, my Chemical Romance hair. Yeah. Whatever. And so in his but remember because that was because the fake character of Chris Gaines got his face burned in yeah. a car accident or something. Yeah. So part of me is going okay. So he just was like okay. Well, I'm just going to create this alter ego that's going to be able to perform all these songs that I wish I could perform. But then just like, I'm going to make it so crazy to where I'm going to have, he's going to have a story. He's going to have parents. Right. He's going to have an accident. And like, he was an Olympic swimmer. Exactly. And then I'm going to create fake albums mm-hmm. that he had, you know, that we have all apparently supposed to own or had heard of. And, yeah. You know, so that to me is like where I feel like, okay, that's like. Andrew Lloyd Webber, Jim Steinman Terry. Yeah, so I'll give you that. Yeah, I'll totally give you that assessment because that totally is a, a, a super overly dramatic, like detailed rock opera ish kind of thing. Like the fake life of this guy, the fake dramatic life of this guy who used to swim in the Olympics and then got his face burned off and then and also was like, a sexy soul singer. Like his what? name is Chris Gaines. It's yeah, like, that's- well, like he looks like he would be like a, you know, his name would be like diamond cutter you know or something like he like some <laughs> wrestler weird <laughs> that's like diamond <laughs> dallas page <laughs> or you know his like his name would have been like something like well something like engelbert humperdinck yeah it would, I mean, it would be or more just, something like that yeah, i think or like something super you know i don't know a name of somebody that's into like crystals and runes or something. <laughs> exactly yeah really not dark. just chris Gaines is just like what that's like a football player's name or something And he had no relation to garth like none at all yeah yeah that was the Completely thing he was just separate. a totally different dude because it could have been this like steve urkel stefan urkel type situation where right. like <laughs> he goes into the <laughs> why is that the first guy you thought <laughs> i'm just <laughs> I'm just trying to think of people. Stefan Urkel is the smooth version of Steve Urkel. Yeah, so it would be like basically. How can you Garth make a Brooks, smooth name out of Garth Brooks? Garth Brooks get gets into a machine and comes out, and he's like, "Come on, Gareth, Gareth uh, Brookington, yeah. or something." <laughs> but, <laughs> you know what I mean, though. <laughs> no, like, totally. Somebody, but he just decides I'm going to cut it off. Oh, and, and he also me. was Australian. He's <laughs> all, remember, Chris Gaines is Australian. 
<laughs> he's Australian. I swear. Like, what is wrong with Garth Brooks? Like, why is he doing this? Because he has all that in his mind. Like, I feel like had Chris Gaines been successful, I feel like he would have had like three more like different characters. I, I think he's got all this shit in his brain creatively multifaceted dude like i really think if that had been if, if chris gaines would have been a hit he'd have been like oh y'all like chris gaines watch out because i got so-and-so coming at you and so-and-so like coming at you soda. yeah i He's think there would like have been a, other things that he wanted to do maybe he could have been in a swing band or something totally i okay so you think and i agree with you on some level that you think that this is evidence of genius i do again i think it's terrible chris gaines was terrible i didn't buy the chris gaines album i thought it was crazy and whack totally creepy evidence of yeah a dumb person wouldn't come up with something that detailed I agree, I agree. but you believe that this okay according to this is what you told me okay well because let's the recent lawsuit there's a lawsuit now a lady who is his former assistant apparently is as reported him. in the onion i mean it was a real story it was reported by av club so right it's a real but it's a real story because we were gonna i read about it at work but yes the lady is suing him for uh you know m- missed payment or fees or whatever from and trying to get like he refused a part on the movie twister because he didn't want he was th- he didn't want to be upstaged by the tornado that was in the lawsuit and also that he'd written a bunch of scripts like that was one of the details in the lawsuit that he had already written a bunch of scripts like movie scripts and stuff and she was like a what was it she like a former personal assistant yeah. to him or something like that yeah or manager or something it was like suing for missed fees or something but the main the detail in that you we were talking about it online you sent it to me and you were like oh my god please tell me he really did write movie scripts like right. i want to see these because based on the evidence we saw with chris gaines of just him being some like crazy fan fiction writer type person right i was like imagine the type of scripts that garth brooks would write like just and 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 the kind of scripts that like a a country music guy who thinks he can like kind of just do whatever he wants would write but then on top of that garth brooks knowing what we know about chris gaines right and i thought i'm like i believe it i think chris gaines is evidence that he probably has written numerous scripts i do like i think he has written numerous scripts and Chris Gaines was kind of like a trial thing. And when Chris Gaines failed, I think he came home, threw all the scripts in the trash, and was just like, nobody gets me. I genuinely believe this. Like, I think Nobody gets me. He thinks nobody... Like, he's like, look, I've got many sides to me, not just party cowboy who, like, flies out on ropes out over the crowd. Like, I've got other shit to offer to the world, but they don't get... Obviously, Chris Gaines tank, they don't get me throw all these away i just gotta be a party cowboy forever see that this is what i think is so fucking hilarious about this is that you feel like his country music base which may be a little true but you feel like his 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 core group of fans that he has had since we were in middle school yeah they could not possibly handle the idea of him being a screenwriter or anything and that like he has to therefore hide that side of him (laughs) and he and he basically is like i just don't want to make my fans feel bad because i'm really actually smart yeah so he's basically saying you guys are idiots you i'm i'm out i'm doing this high level shit y'all don't get me so i gotta do it in secret yes but idiots is strong i genuinely believe i okay his fan let's be real like i think his fan base they're the kind of people who you know vote for the president based on who will have a beer with them 
Like, that's the kind of thing. They're like, a good old boy. I want somebody who's, like, down. And he and I think he is conscious of that and is like, I can't, you know, I'm, I'm writing Shakespearean scripts over here, but my fans... But what makes you think he's writing Shakespearean type? Like, that's what another thing... Because you, you were saying originally in the, in the thing that we were messaging back and forth each other at work, you were like, you know, he's secretly in a prouse. Like, or whatever. I or think Bruce. he's secretly... I just think he's smarter. I, I, for some reason, I don't know if it's just based solely on the fact that he had the balls to admit he was into Kiss in like 1989 to a country interviewer. That struck me as like a punk thing to do. So I feel like he's like secretly a little countercultural, secretly into cool <laughs> shit, secretly reads like heady books. <gasps> But knows that his fans, again, they're not idiots, but they're like, you know, honky tonkers who want to vote for the leader of the country based on who will party with them. And he's and being conscious of that. It's not like like he's got to be like, yeah, you guys, I'm that I'm a good old boy. So he's got to be that in public. And then at home, I just feel like he's... At home, he's writing with like a, a feather. A, pen. a quill pen. Yeah. And he's just like, you know, I'm I mean, genius tormented. is strong. I don't think he's a genius. I'm just saying. I'm just saying like, he. I don't think he's dumb. I just think he's into other shit that like you would probably be surprised to know he's into. I just have that feeling. Sure. I feel like at that level... I feel like at that level of fame, you can pretty much go ahead and say, you know what, guys, listen, I'm actually a genius. Like, I'm actually a secret genius. And I know that, like, I'm a party cowboy and you all find me as a party cowboy. And maybe that's, like, disruptive to what you believe I am. But, you know, I'm not going to hide the fact that I'm reading, like, you know, like. I don't think he's reading, like, the David Foster Wallace novels and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just I know because I don't I think he would you can't talk about that kind of stuff in interviews and not be alienated by a certain group of fans or something you definitely couldn't if he came out and was like yeah you know I read Karl Marx or whatever like are you joking like half of his fans would be like fuck that guy I guess I guess and I'm trying to find a way I'm like I'm trying to find trying to find an equivalent maybe somewhere else in music history of somebody who's like a total buffoon Sorry. Garth Brooks, you're not a buffoon. A party cowboy does not equal buffoon. I'm sorry. By the way, that I call him that because his whole steez is like cowboy, right? He wears cowboy hats or whatever, but he's not a farm. There are no cows involved. He's not like roping cows. He's just like he's a co- you know, but his family's just like a part but he and he's super psyched in concert and runs and jumps around and stuff, so yeah, it's like a party you cowboy. Feel like you say he's doing that as to not like cause a riot with all of his dumb fans <laughs> you're like okay let me it's like this guy that just comes on stage and is like hey everybody i'm on a wire crack open a billets party and then like you're like oh my god if they knew if they knew it's how many true. poems that i go home and write every night <laughs> they would stop they would, they would totally stop. riot this place would go up in flames i can't yes yes because Think about it. It is. It's like the people who voted for G-dubs twice, right? It's like this anti-intellectual sort of like, oh, you think you're better than me because you read books? It's like that attitude that I think a lot of his fans have. I definitely think that. I just feel like at his level, he would maybe like think, man, you know, man, I'm getting too old for this shit. Like, (laughs) I need to go ahead and tell people that I'm in the zines. (laughs) 
as you say, you you say think that he would have traded zines with us had we known him. I think I swear to God, like I just have a feeling that like in high school, if Garth Brooks went to high school with us, he would like hang out with us and would be into like the shit we're into. And might also be like, but I'm in the country too, and I know where my talents lie. I know I sound better singing like a country guy than I would singing like Glenn Danzig or something. But I think it would be less of a secret. Like, I would think it would be like, you know, it's like when they found out that Sebastian Bach was into singing like on Broadway or whatever. It was like eked out. It's like, okay, he's a lead singer of Skid Row, but he also like does Fan of the Opera. Right. Isn't that weird and crazy? Like, the way you're saying it's like, close it up, top secret shit. Garth Brooks cannot tell because people- Country audiences are less forgiving. I'm telling you, they are. That's what I'm saying. Like, if they, like, country audiences, you know, if they find out you're into, like, punk shit, they would be like, (laughs) what makes you think he's into punk shit? That's the other thing, too, is that you were like, I mean, is he, like, into, like, Gang of Four? Like, what do you, what do you think that he's into? Like, that's, you like, feel kiss like- equals, uh, you know, bikini kill. Did you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> no, it doesn't. But in that context, you gotta take it in context. Again, in like 1989, a dude telling like CMT, telling fucking Porter Wagoner or whatever, <laughs> that like, yo, I'm into kiss, bro. That's like, his brain fell out of his head. Like they're like, "Oh, what?" I mean, but you're acting like Kiss is like Kiss is not even that punk or whatever. I'm saying in that context, I'm telling you. I mean, it's just and you take it in that context. Like that was a daring thing to admit to to a CMT interviewer that like you listen to Kiss records. I mean, there are country people that think Kiss legit like worship the devil and are like seriously dangerous. So that's why I take it in that context. But you are like, you know, thinking that like if you he's into like that. Calvin Johnson or something, yeah. like you know, it's like Garth Brooks secretly loves Bratmobile. No, no, no. And like, you know, I think of his time. I think of his time. I don't think he's into like kill rock stars. I think he was probably also into like Buzzcocks and maybe shit like that. Definitely. Garth Brooks is in a kill rock stars. No, I said not. I oh, said I don't know, but just that. the idea of that. Because of that time, I don't think he was into it at that time. I think growing up, he was probably also into like Buzzcocks, maybe into like, you know, I don't know, Generation X or something. Okay. Like, I don't know, just because okay. Billy Idol, I think he'd be into Billy Idol. But why do you think that? Like, what makes you, like, just the, your evidence, the evidence says is... <laughs> What is it? It's I A. It's, he would like. He, it's just it, extrapolating from the Kiss name check. I think also because he just seemed. I think he also even even a, a guy like covering Billy Joel in that time was like weird for a okay. country dude to do. So evidence as to Garth Brooks's counterculturalism slash punk rockness. A. He was <laughs> mentioned. He liked Kiss in an interview that you read when you were like in middle school. B. He covered Billy Joel, just <laughs> like. Oh, he covered Billy Joel. Oh, yeah, he's in the counterculture. That the, the lamest white dude ever. He and- is, but to a country audience, again, that's kind of an out there thing to do. It's a little out there. He covered it on like country music awards one year or something, and that's a little bit out there. And I just think he, you got to pick and choose. I think even though he's at home, you know fucking listening to i don't know if i i I don't know if it goes deep as gang of four but (laughs) 
I'm saying he ha- you got to pick and choose baby steps. I think he was like, look, obviously I can't go on the country music awards. You know what I mean? And cover like a fucking clash song, but I can tell him I'm into kiss uh, baby steps. I could cover this, this Billy Joel song, which is maybe a little unexpected for this audience. But why not? Co- why not say that now? And then like, maybe like, tw- you know, his fans from 20 years ago would be like, Garth, I'm really glad that you kept that from me. I'm because re- you were protecting me. Now I know you were protecting me because at the time in 1992, I couldn't handle the fact that you were into you know gang of four. And like, I, yeah, look, I'm glad you kept that secret from you me. You are over as I think you're overestimating a large. <laughs> you kept that secret. <laughs> at the time I couldn't handle it because I just wanted to have a beer with the president. Like I just wanted to have you as a normal look, person. You are not taking the the times into consideration this is a time i feel like him admit maybe coming out and admitting some of that stuff that's like Sinead o'connor ripping up that picture of the pope oh my god like, <laughs> i feel like at the time had he come out and been like i'm secretly punk rock country fans they would have steamrolled over his record you're telling me Yes, you, I'm telling you. are telling that. me that. Yes, I am telling the, you that. Garth Brooks coming out as being into punk rock, which <laughs> basically is like nothing like Kiss. Like, Kiss is like a whole other thing. Kiss is a whole other thing. But, but it is tantamount to Sinead O'Connor ripping up a picture yeah. of the Pope to, to country music fans. To that audience, yes. I'm keeping in mind my parents, Ron and Donna. If they, if Garth Brooks gets on TV and he's like, you guys, you know. I like I, the Sex Pistols. I love the Sex Pistols. My mom would have been like, oh my God, who is this guy? I don't even know this guy. I'm not listening to his records anymore. He likes that stuff. But the fact that he, you're saying that in his mind, he's like, I know that that's going to, that's a, that is, you know, the point. He's like, you know, that is already a foregone conclusion. Like you're like, I already know they're going to riot. I already know that Ron and Donna are going to fucking freak out. Ron and Donna and the like. Yes. Therefore, I'm just going to like do the high wire. Like, I'm gonna, just going to pretend to be a corn He's cob. He's not pretending. I think that's a side of him. He is a guy. He grew up in like Oklahoma. Like, he is a country dude. I, again, I think he's multifaceted. Think about us. We grew up in the South. We know country shit just by virtue of growing up in the South. But we also were into punk rock. We were also into zines. We were also into a ton of shit. And I think he grew up being into different shit, but he knew where his talents lie he knows where his bread is bread is buttered or if that's how that you say that and so he's like the cowboy thing works for me i'll try to sneak in a little shit here and there i'll be like what's up i like kiss cover billy joel do some rock shit what's up i'll be a completely different person for like a no whole- this is yeah. a side of him and then he was like Chris Gaines, as terrible as it was, was an experiment in being like, I'll show them another side. I'm also into sexy soul. What an extreme way to just be like, I'm just going to dip my toe in the water and see what my country fans think if I just fucking totally turn into this other dude. Yeah. And And then he goes home, rips up to his home office, because I love that you said that. You're like, oh, he goes home to his home office. His home office. Rips up all of his papers with all of his plans for all of the, you know, shit that he was going to blow minds with. Yes. It's like the page that reads, tell people you're in the gang of four and have been for 20 years. He just rips it up in the thing and then throws it in the garbage can. No, I just think that had Chris Gaines worked... He would have eased into other genres. I think you never know. There would have been maybe a mohawked, <laughs> punk rock Garth, Garth Brooks character. 
maybe there would have been a kiss esque Garth Brooks character. Like he, I think he's a multifaceted, multi talented dude. He has many sides, but so far the only one that people are willing to accept is Party Cowboy. <laughs> I'm se- even though I laughed at the end, that I am serious. I'm serious. This is like one of the most bonkers conspiracy theories that I've this ever heard in my life. How I feel. I feel like. First of all, maybe I just want a lot of this to be true because I like him so much. And yeah. he's super funny on Saturday Night Live. That was another level. Oh, yeah, another <laughs> reason why you think he's a genius. Again, I'll downgrade to not dumb. I don't think he's a genius, like he's a Rhodes Scholar or something, but like not a dumb guy. And yeah, every time he's ever on anything like Saturday Night Live or where you have to think on your feet, he's like super good, super rolls, go, rolls with the punches, goes with the flow, is able to play multiple characters convincingly. I think that's another, that's evidence. Well, he's definitely good at playing characters. I'm just saying, that's evidence that he's not dumb. See, it's evidence to me that he's like, that stuff. yeah, he, that's, that is some weird. You like the Chris Gaines thing to me was totally like Jim Steinman Renaissance without the Renaissance Festival type stuff, but like yeah. you know he's basically writing fan fiction. You know he's that kind of guy, and maybe takes himself like a little too seriously because that's the whole thing. This is how the conversation even got started is because when we were talking about how he was secretly writing screenplays, yeah. We're you arguing. Said, yeah, because you said, I bet he writes like buddy cop movies where like one guy's a cowboy no, and it's I, like a dumb Michael Bay. I said it would be fest. like, uh, like it would almost be like a really bad, like one of those Anna Nicole Smith type movies where it was basically like, a, you know, like The Room or something where it would right. be like a Hitchcock or something like, or like a, a crime, you know, cop movie with, ma- you know, basically like a guy, you know. I would be, I was basically thinking it was be like the Thunder Rolls video, except higher production value, right. more over the top, more money, and Garth Brooks would be the star, and he would be this like, you know, have his Eddie Rabbit beard, right? And like, you know, it would be ridiculous. Right. And you said that you didn't think that it was going to be that way. You thought it was going to be more like thoughtful than Shakespearean. I just and, thought it would be. I was like, what if it's like a Merchant Ivory? Joint? Yeah, a Merchant Ivory movie. You were like, he's going to write a Merchant Ivory movie, a period piece. You know, sparse period piece. I just think he's more versatile than, like, I think, I don't know. I just think when you consider the level of insane detail that was put into the Chris Gaines backstory, he would put that energy into a movie. So it would be more than just, like, you know, a dumb buddy cop with a cowboy movie because of the just insane level of detail he'd be putting into it. I'm not saying it'd be good. I don't know. I'm not saying he was going to, like, win an Oscar, but I just think it would be, it wouldn't be as dumb as you think because of the level like the room is so there's no detail there's no character development i think his would have like actual character development but it would be on par with the the ambition is there like this idea of like this guy like writing a very serious yeah you know because tommy wiseau like obviously meant that to be serious yeah that's kind of how i think garth brooks would be he would write like a serious movie but it would just end up being like the most terrible movie of all time but that i (laughs) encourage him to write screenplays because i Based on the Chris Gaines thing, I really would love to see what kind of I would see the shit out of a Garth Brooks movie. Like, like if we can retroact... Okay, here's here's my promise to America right here. (laughs) If we can all go back and retroactively like Chris Gaines. Like, if we all just said, hey, guys, as a society, we're going to encourage Garth Brooks to continue with his genius ideas that he... 
ripped up after yeah. Chris Gaines failed. <laughs> Why don't we just go back and say we actually like Chris Gaines? He's great. Why don't we, to we encourage him see to write more, more from you? <laughs> we, want, <laughs> we want to see more So we can go back in time before he threw the screenplays in the furnace. Right. Before he was discouraged uh, and became the, the national disgrace. Why don't we just say, listen, we actually, we encourage you. I know that, you know, we were really weirded out at first, but right. you clearly have a creative side and maybe you should write yes. every screenplay for Hollywood and do many characters. Yes. We want you to rap. We want you to... Oh, don't. You know, calm down. I don't know if I want to rap. Calm down. <laughs> Come on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't, let's not get crazy. Yeah, don't be dumb. Don't be overambitious here. Yeah. He ain't got to rap. But like, he could I'm do other stuff. I'm not saying maybe he could... Maybe he could perform with rappers, like you know. No, we already come on that Brad Paisley L Cool J thing has already shown us that should not happen. I think he knows better than that, anyway. But he could, at very least, be in a riot girl band. I think he could. I think Garth Brooks maybe is a secret feminist. Oh my god! <laughs> I, I mean, is it the Thunder Rolls about how that lady like kills the dude who's beating her or something? Yeah. So I mean, that's okay. So that that's makes pro women. That's a pro okay. woman message. <laughs> These like little slivers of things that happen have turned into these. Like, I just think he's an enlightened guy. As far as hayseeds go, you think like in, even in growing one south, in general, you think oh, any country singer is probably just some total hayseed, like whatever. I just think he's more enlightened than those dudes in general. I I would I will give you that, but I don't think that he's enlightened enough to be into zines. Zines and punk rock. Well, we'll see. Garth Brooks, <laughs> give me a call. I know Let's, you listen to this. I, I will say that. I want to no, know your counterculture background. Yeah, Garth, if you're out there, uh, let us know if you're into punk rock. Let us know if you're a Kill Rockstars fan. I want to know what doors being into Kiss opened for you. I bet you, at bare mins, I bet he got a Kiss fanzine. Bare mins. I'm telling you. <laughs> Zines and Garth Brooks are being discussed in the same sentence here, which is I, the best I thing stand by it ever. All right, is there anything you want to say in closing? I, I now don't that know. we've completely figured out the life and times of Garth Brooks based yeah. solely on our opinions and w- zero research. I would love not to be sued uh, by any, and, and you know. Well, I've, we're not going to be sued. This is positive. I've said nothing but positive things about this yeah, man. Yeah, you, you have. And maybe I, I would personally not like to be sued. Um, and, you know, having said all this, I, I do think, I mean, I'm not disrespecting Garth Brooks. I have, to, like, I'm not afraid, I am not afraid to show my side of, you know, like, you know what? I might be in a punk rock right now and I might be cool to you, but I liked Garth Brooks and I own two of his albums. Oh, I, I, hey, I went over to my CD shelf, took off the CDs, read the track. Like, I'm proudly flying my Garth Brooks fan flag. So maybe, you know, maybe he can take a tip from us at the end of the day and embrace all sides of him. Be who you are. (laughs) That's how we're going to end this. We're going to end this with a little bit of advice for Garth Brooks. And that is be who you are, man. Just be who you are. Embrace all sides of you. If your country fans can't handle the fact that you go home and you listen to Gang of Four and, and Buzzcocks, screw them. They don't love you for you. <laughs> and, we, and we do. Okay? All right, so this is, this is Millie DeCherico and April Richardson, and we're signing off with Garth Brooks. Be who you are. Party Cowboy. Party Cowboy.